welcome to episode 12.5 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I'm Samantha Blackman, one of your co-hosts. I'm an associate professor at Purdue University in um, rhetoric and composition. My areas of specialty are digital humanities and minority rhetorics, uh, and I'm not superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't believe that at all. My name is Alex. Despite what you may hear from the other two, I am not the Antichrist. Um, I am a PhD student at Purdue, and I study rhetoric and games and professional writing and all that nonsense, and I have my very own minion. Indeed you do. Uh, I am Sarah White, and I am at Purdue University North Central. And I teach composition and creative writing and all other kinds of things if they let me. And, um, yeah, Alex is the Antichrist. Okay, See, can I, I just tell you, I had the hugest urge to go, hootie hoo, when she said, <laughs> Central for some strange reason. You wanted to hootie hoo, Purdue Central? <laughs> I don't know. I, and, you know, we all have that urge. It I sounds don't. like a bunch of owls in the halls. So we go, hootie hoo. I have no urge whatsoever like that. So well. as you uh, all may have noticed, this is episode 12.5 and not uh, the uh, next Fourteen number in the series. Uh, <laughs> simply because, you know, even though we are not superstitious, we've been no. plagued with uh, a series of technical problems, to say <laughs> the very least. Not just technical problems, right? We had to postpone it because I'm a jerk. And then we had to move it up a day because I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> and then we had all sorts of technical problems. So We've had all kinds of issues. So, mm-hmm. um, and since episode 12.5 is actually about religion, um, we figured that, you know, it may be a little safer to just call it 12.5 instead of that. Oh my gosh, number. today's the 13th. No way. Hey. That's the best. <laughs> oh, oh no. Wow, watch out for lightning. <laughs> We may or may not make it through this make it through this <laughs> podcast a lot. Yeah. Uh, if we don't, it's been nice knowing you all. All right. Sorry. It's not okay. So, as we've said before, this is episode twelve point five, and this is the issue where we talk about games and religion. Uh, but before we get started with our main topic, we're going to do our our normal spiel of what you've been playing, what you're reading, and what you're drinking. Um, we'll start uh, with what you've been playing. Uh, and since I know that somebody's been playing something kind of furiously for uh, for the last couple of hours, we're going to start this week with Alex. Alex, what you've been playing? Me? Yeah. I like that. Well, I'll start with uh, a, a game that I was playing earlier. <laughs> I got busted. I was supposed to be working. And I had, like, these headphones in, and I, I downloaded uh, this uh, new game, and I was I was playing. I was all wrapped into it. And then all of a sudden, I hear this disapproving voice behind me, Sam. Sam totally busted me while I was supposed to be working. I was playing instead. Whoops. Anyway, that game was Horde. It's a relatively new game. Um, I've been playing it on Steam. It's about um, you're you're a dragon and you uh, fly around and light stuff on fire. Like you can light carts on fire or houses or um, carriages or whatever, and then. Once you burn it up, then you can collect gold from it. And then you bring the gold back into your hoard. Um, so 
some cool things, some not so cool things. Cool things, it's a multiplayer game, um, and you build up your dragon, you know, during the course of your your one game that lasts, I don't know, however long, and uh, and then you st- and you start over. Um, so sort of like a League of Legends style. Um, so that's pretty cool. Some some straight up multiplayer. The not so cool part is that you're just doing the same boring thing over and over. Um, I was by the end of the demo, I was totally sick of it. So <laughs> I will not be playing that game very much. But but the game that I am obsessed with right now is the Tiny Bang Story. Hmm. It is so much fun. Um, so you're the premise of the story is that this tiny world exploded. And you have to go in and find all the pieces, literally sometimes puzzle pieces, and put them back together to help this world. Um, it reminds me, It's first of all, it's a beautiful game. It's super cute is the good word for it, right, Sam? Cute? Yeah, cute was a good word for it. Um, so it's got good music. It's got good, uh, it's sort of uh, like uh, colored pencil type drawings. Like It reminds me of Dr. Seuss, like the way the buildings are, hmm. um, are proportioned and everything. So anyway, so you, you start on the first first level i guess it's not really level though start in the first area of the map that's all blown up into puzzle pieces and you have to go around and find little pieces of machines to put the machine together and then the machine will unlock a door open you to a puzzle so then you have to go around and find clues from a different machine to be able to open it up to get the information you need to solve that next puzzle so it's sort of like a mist style except not totally impossible and ridiculously frustrating um and at any time, they have these little bees that fly around. And at any time, you can collect these little bees, like 15 of them or 20 of them. Um, and then you get a clue. Like, so if you're lost, you can just sit there and collect these bees. And then it will show you what, what you're missing. Like, if you, can't, if you aren't finding a piece that you need or something. Um, so each sort of level consists of several different screens. And you have to go back between the screens. And you have to unlock machines to be able to get to the next screen and stuff like that it's it's really cool so then once you complete one of the levels then you go to a uh a puzzle that you don't have all the pieces for but you get like 20 pieces or something while you finish and then you put the you try and put the pieces um of this world back together so it's super cute super fun super addicting it's a combination of lots of different like puzzle um and uh what were those things called uh like like that game that we played on Facebook for a little while where you're looking for items in the in the backgrounds or whatever. What is that called? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? What? That, that hidden, Gardens of Time hidden, game. Uh, yeah. Item game? Hidden object. Yeah, hidden, hidden item yeah, game. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so there's like a combination of that along with puzzles, along with uh, logic things. That's really cool. So that's what I've been playing. And as you can tell, because I've been talking for like six minutes straight, I dig it. Done. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw the game when you were playing. It looked great, and uh, I'm, I'm tempted. I don't know if I want to start with that one or start with Loom L U M E, which is another um, kind of point and click puzzle slash adventure game that's on Steam right now, and it's actually beautiful too. It's kind of the um, mm-hmm. die cut paper character world um, kind of graphics, and and it's really super cute, but. Um, I don't know if I want I to definitely start. want to play Loom. Yeah. It looks really nice. I don't nice. know to start with. I'm, I'm torn right now. <laughs> I have to look through them and, and make my decision. I need a new I need a new game for my Mac. 
Um, well, since I started talking, I guess I'll jump in front of Sarah and tell you what I've been playing this week. Um, I'm still playing L.A. Noir for one thing. I'm on the third disc, finally. Um, and I'm in Advice. Um, I haven't made it to Arson yet. Um, I know that there are, there's, how many, I don't know how many, whether like four or five cases in Advice, maybe. Yeah. And well, I think yeah. I'm on the second one, uh, pretty close to the end of the second one. Um, so I'm still kind of making my way through that. Um, I'm really anxious. The, um, the, the new, uh, advice, uh, case, um, reefer madness came out today. Um, and I, I bought, I, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid and bought the, uh, <laughs> the pass early that gives me all the DLC, um, as it comes out. So it's already paid for. So. I'm kind of anxious to play Reefer Madness. Just because Reefer I'm, Madness looks awesome. Just because, you know, just because I'm old and I remember um, the, that old, horrible um, pulp <laughs> movie, Reefer Madness. Um, and when they, that back in the old days when they used to say, you know, Reefer was going to make you go crazy and like kill your parents. Um, and Reefer for you, for you youngins would be marijuana. Alex. <laughs> um, <laughs> In case Alex didn't know, you know, she is right. like I know. the youngest of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, so. you're, you're right, everybody. I totally did not know what Reefer meant. Thank you for explaining that to me. Um, <laughs> so that's one thing I've been playing. I've also been playing a bit of uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the 3DS. Um, and I'm still loving that. Um, I play it in small bits, one, because it's on the DS, um, and two, because I actually want to play with the 3D, um, but I can't play with the 3D for extended period of time, periods of time, because uh, it makes my eyes tired. It doesn't give me a headache or anything, but I can kind of start to feel it after I've been playing for a while. Um, at first, I, w- I would just turn the 3D off and play a little bit longer, but you know, what, what's the rush to get through the game, Right. Um, so I play in, in smaller chunks of time and I'm playing playing through it and I'm really enjoying it because as I said before, I was never a Nintendo fan early on. Um, so I, I didn't play the Zelda games the first time through. So it is actually great for me to be able to play kind of one of the what people are calling the best Zelda games through um, on a new platform. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that. Um, I also played, um, what is it, uh, El Shaddai, Mm -hmm. um, Ascension, Ascension of the Megatron, I think is what it's called. Hmm. I probably got that like terribly, terribly wrong. Metatron, not Megatron. I was like, that's one of the Transformers. Uh, That's what I was thinking. I was like, ooh, religion meets Transformers. (laughs) That's what I was thinking too. Wow, badass man. It is badass. People go to church. We should, we should coin that. (laughs) Um, which is a which I played. I've actually been playing the demo because the game itself hasn't been released yet. Um. And it's a game that we've talked about. I think we talked about before um, on the podcast. Um, it's um, and I'll, I'll just tell you what it is, a little bit about the game itself, and then we'll, I'll talk more in depth about the gameplay when we start when we get to our main topic. Um, but it's a it's a religious game um, where you play as you play as Enoch, um, who was the great grandfather, I believe, of Noah. Um, 
and who has um who has there's the book of Enoch which is a, one of the non-canonical books of the Bible um and uh and there's this really cool kind of anime looking Beelzebub character <laughs> um Beelzebub the devil Satan Lucifer whatever the hell you want to call him um in the game and it's it's a pretty interesting game um you know it, it and we'll talk about we'll talk about the gameplay more later I don't want to I don't want to scoop myself um but in many ways it's, it's a bit reminiscent of some of the of some of the left behind games um but like I said we'll talk about more about that later I think that's about all I've been playing um, except I've been still been playing lots of uh, Empires and Allies, the Facebook game. Um, oh my God! And on my side, there there is one more thing that I've been playing a lot of, uh, for some strange reason. On my iPhone, um, I am playing the new game that I'm playing is Cityville Hometown. I gotta get that. It, which is a an iPhone only. Um, version of Cityville, uh, the Facebook game, and I've been playing that. I've been playing a lot of it. It's really super cute. Um, I need more people to play um, and friend me on Facebook um, so that I could have neighbors because I don't think anybody else is playing except for like me that I know. <laughs> so I have no neighbors. Oh, so I'm feeling really sad, and I can't. I'll, do do, I'll download it quests. today. Oh, I'm sorry. I cry. Oh. <laughs> So everybody needs to play Cityville uh, hometown um, so that I can have neighbors and finish all my freaking quests. That's what I've been playing. What about you, Sarah? Well, um, I finished L.A. Noir with a little help from my friends online. And um, because I was more interested, as we've said before, at being more of the creative writer, I was interested in the story. So sometimes the gameplay for me just got in the way because I wanted to know what was going on. And I'll be interested when you guys do finally make your way through your thoughts as, as to the ending because I've read a lot of comments about the, the ending and, and as well I have my own thoughts about it. Um, but, uh, yes, interesting. And that I did, I did find it engrossing. I, mean, I, I sort of did a, like what Samantha said with the game you were playing in little piecemeals. You know, like I'd play it for like an hour or two at night to unwind. Um, and then I was playing, um, I don't know if I'll pronounce it right, Okami. Do you guys know Okami? It's yeah, okay. okay. I don't. Yeah. And, um, that's really a lot of fun. It reminds me a little bit of Dark Cloud. And I like the fact right now I'm playing it as the wolf, who's a, they call her the mother, you know. I mean, there's very, so far they're strong female characters. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a lot of fun. And I, it's kind of neat how they incorporate art because you have to, uh, let's say you come to a bridge that's out. You have to, you, bec- you can do a little um, button push, and you become this giant paintbrush, and you can brush paint in a, a, a completion of the bridge, and you can cross it. So I thought that was pretty clever. I'm having bad flashbacks to Mickey's epic paint. I know. When you say that <laughs> this, but you know, you guys are talking about the the beauty of the the art- artistry of the games. I mean, I think it's a really beautifully done game. You know, I mean, the graphics are really quite nice and and when you become the paintbrush it, it kind of the way that the the screen changes i, I don't know i i, I appreciate the, uh, the way that they've incorporated you know that element you know and it's just kind of interesting so especially with all the debate between whether games are art and blah da da so it's it's been fun 
and then um, not being quite as uh, I usually stick on a game and, and I don't jump around quite as the same as, as you guys are kind of play a lot of different ones. But in preparation for today, I have to say I did play. I went to um, let me give you the right address. It's a www.christiancomputergames.net. Oh yeah, and, I played uh, a few Christian yes, games too. I um I was David and I slew Goliath. Well, and it's pretty lame. You <laughs> know, a little game, it's a little flash game or something. You know, and you sling your little uh slingshot and then um for whatever reason on that same page they have Tetris four. And so I was playing some Tetris. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with religion. Uh but it's there. Hmm. So I was playing. I was playing those three. Is how I was dividing my time, waiting for Alex to be ready to record a podcast. Okay, well, just get them all out right now. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I was a thousand miles away. I know. I didn't have internet, and I had broken both my legs. And right. yeah, <laughs> all your fingers, all my fingers, and my voice box. Right. So those are the games. Yeah. So I did. I played on different platforms, didn't I? Yeah. So I covered it all. Well, I, well, I think it's. Um, well, let's do the what you've been drinking. But I'll throw this out there. I think it's pretty interesting that that we've played um, in preparation for talking about religion and games. We've played different kinds of games. We've played games that are specifically religious games, um, mm-hmm. and then we've played mainstream games that have religious elements. And I think that'll be a pretty interesting conversation. Uh, to have uh, based on that. I also played a few games that um, mocked religion. I'm just throwing that in. That's, of course you would because you're the Antichrist. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rubber your glue. <laughs> <laughs> Doth protest too much, okay? I think you guys are projecting. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh. Please pay. Hey, I take crap for going to church when you. <laughs> I don't ever remember making fun of you for going to church. Not, yeah. not that I'm saying it doesn't sound like something I would totally do, but I just don't ever recall doing that. Yeah, in my own defense, for those who are listening, I'm going to give Alex much crap because whenever something about religion comes up, she goes, but you go to church. <laughs> like, First of all, I have never used that tone with you, okay? <laughs> As in, you can't trust anything you say because you go to church. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what I meant. If I were to have ever said such things. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. before, so before we get into that, um, the next fun question is, uh, what What are you drinking? I've just got Pepsi Max sitting here. I'm being very good. Wow, I'm drinking a wow. diet uh, diet Coke from McDonald's. Wow, really? I have to drink. Well, I have to drink everything through a straw. So instead of going and like buying a stupid bottle from the gas station, I just go get a soda for a dollar. Uh-huh. Oh. I know. Well, hey, did you get your fish sandwich today? <laughs> I did. All right. Uh, the, the very that was a very strange question. We were sitting at on campus in the writing lab, and I was like, and I had not I had not had lunch, and it was like two o'clock, but I also had not had breakfast because P is going through a growth spurt, so she's eating like six breakfasts a day, almost <laughs> like literally she's eating more than like a full grown a full grown like adult. Um, so this morning she ate her breakfast and mine. So I had had no breakfast and then I had had no lunch. It was two o'clock and then I was like, oh my God, I have a craving for a, f- 
filet of fish sandwich from McDonald's, which is so unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I did get my fish sandwich for lunch. It went well with what we ate uh, not yesterday, which was we went and got these huge things of chocolate um, frozen yogurt and then bought, went and bought candy bars and smashed them up and put them in. Yum. <laughs> it was totally awesome. I think that kid there thinks I'm crazy because for like the last four days in a row, I've gone in there and just bought lots of candy. In fact, today I went in twice and bought candy for a moment. He probably thinks I'm like an addict or something. Yeah, you probably yeah. Anywho. Yeah, you say, boy, if it walks like a duck, you know what I mean? <laughs> like oh, blah blah I'm sorry, what were you drinking, Sam? Oh, what am I drinking? I'm actually, and, and talk about an addict, I'm drinking a sneaky sneaky. <laughs> sneaky sneaky! I was hoping you'd say that. I am drinking a sneaky sneaky. Yeah, That's I right. know. I, I've gone from the pre-mixed bottle sneaky sneaky to the regular um, sweet tea and lemonade sneaky sneaky. Um, I even bought the lemon tea um, vodka and tried to make it sneaky sneaky with that. It wasn't the same. So I've got like mm-hmm. three quarters of a bottle of the lemon tea that I don't, I'm going to have to like feed the company or something. Um, well, you know, you got like poor grad students and stuff too. To, to, to the dole it out. Just, just, just yeah. throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and plus I, I found this really great, um, organic lemonade from Trader Joe's that is really good so it like makes the perfect sneaky sneaky oh my um, so good. you know I gotta stick to the organic stuff whenever I can right I don't, I don't think the vodka is organic but hey you gotta be healthy yeah. <laughs> oh come on it's just rice or whatever they make vodka out of potatoes I don't <laughs> I was gonna say sometimes it's potatoes Great. not always yeah Pure awesomeness. Pure awesomeness. Um, okay, so that's what we're drinking. And I guess I'm the only one drinking alcohol in our an <laughs> episode. <laughs> Yay, well, me. it's episode 12.5, you know? Right. Um, and we skipped a question, and that's what are you, what are you, what you been reading? Nothing. Just articles about religion and games. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, I read some stuff about religion and games, but I also have been reading. I, I got pulled into this one, and I, I shared this with uh, <laughs> Alex earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I am reading a book um, by uh, Ryan Van Cleve um, called uh, "Unplugged: My Journey into the Dark World of Video Game Addiction." Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really as good as it sounds. sounds. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez. that title says it all. Mm-hmm. And it's um, is not an autobiography, but uh, more of um, a biography or an ethnography um, of of a of another guy who's telling his story about how he became addicted to World of Warcraft and then almost committed suicide and. And it's really funny because he was a he's he's like a thirty five year old college professor um, who got pulled into World of War, and it's really stupid. Well, I'm sorry, I can't yeah. Say stupid. It's, um, well, I I always find stories of video game addiction probably uh, pretty mm, pretty difficult Weak. to <laughs> difficult to take um, and difficult to believe, to say the very least. 
um, because you know, is it, you know, are people do people have addictive behavior? Yes. Um, can they become addicted to things? Yes. Um, can people become addicted to video games? Probably, but I don't think they become addicted to video games because they're video games. They become addicted to video games because they've got addictive personalities. And if they just like you get addicted to TV, I was going to say that too. Addicted yeah. to video games, they'd be addicted to TV or chewy sprees or chocolate frozen yogurt or hey. something else. Um, hey. <laughs> um, and it was, it was you know much like a train wreck because and and I'm horrible because I was I I saw it. On it was recommended on um, by one of my like ebook services. Like it was either I can't remember if it was iBooks or Amazon. So I was reading it and I read the I read the sample because I was like, oh, I'll read the sample and see if it's any good and see you know just to see. And then I got pulled into it. It was like watching a train wreck. So I ended up buying the damn thing. And then like three or four chapters in, I was finally like, oh my God, I've got to stop. This is so bad. And I don't believe I spent my money on it. Um, so I, when I saw Alex the next time, I was like, yeah, I was up like late last night reading this. Now you got to sit here and read this. And then I made Alex sit and read like the first couple of chapters. Uh, and, it was, I mean, like, like I, I, he admits right away in the beginning, you're going to hate me because he is kind of a whiny, um, whiny, not idiot. That's not the word I'm looking for. Like, just, just, he's just really whiny. Like, wham, 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 wham. The, the, the thing that's unfortunate is that like he tells these stories, um, like these sort of heart wrenching stories about him coming to terms with his addiction, and they're like told. I think they're told really well. Like that story about him jumping in the ice. This is first chapter, so there should be no spoilers for anybody who cares. Um, like that chapter about him like contemplating killing himself over Wow in the first chapter was like really well done. But then he just like his his lesson at the end is always like just totally whiny. It's like, have something interesting to say if you're going to write a book, I guess. And then it's a little melodramatic that like the end of that It's really chapter, melodramatic. It's like, yeah. And then I realized I was already dead. Like, <laughs> That's right. It's like, I almost died. But then I realized I was already dead. It's like, come, like, oh, it's just disappointing. Because, <laughs> like, you can tell from his voice that he could probably have something interesting to say, you know, like... I hope he never listens to this because this is really mean. <laughs> well, you're not really commenting on his, you know, his problem as much as his expression of the problem. Yeah. You're saying he could have offered some insight about it, but instead he took this sort of, woe is me, I'm a victim. Well, and I think he knows that because, in the, like I said, in the first, in the intro, he says he's like is super melodramatic and being sort of whiny. And then he's like, as you can tell, you're going to hate me. It's like, well, maybe if you think you're uh, taking a voice that people are going to hate, you should not take on that voice. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be annoyed and irritated constantly by the protagonist in a story I'm reading. Right. Because I'll just not read it then. Unless Sam makes me. Right. (laughs) I didn't make you. (laughs) (laughs) You sort of did. I said, hey. Not as much as you made Ricky buy the ticket for Harry Potter, but you sort of made me. That's our studio audience. I didn't make Ricky buy the ticket. I told Ricky I would buy his ticket. Uh Uh-huh. There was also another threat in there, but we can move on. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, people need to get out and have fun and not be cooped up. I totally agree. I agree. Plus, nice. it's Harry Potter. Plus, I mean, it's Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. The last Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I made Mike watch the uh, first. He's never watched a Harry Potter, so I made him watch the first one with me tonight. He's now. Uh, he was like laughing out loud. At the end, he was like, it wasn't horrible. But I think he really liked it because he was like totally into it and laughing and well, getting all like, because it's a total to jerk. Watch them because what is, what was it? It was after, was that after the fourth one when they changed directors? Yeah. And they and got then it gets really good. Yeah. I, see, I don't want to, I want him to watch them, but I don't want to make him sit through the second one because the second one's pretty, yeah, pretty slow. Yeah. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so news. Um, anybody else? What anybody else reading anything? Just get just articles for today, and me reading that book on video game addiction. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's go to our main issue. Which are we gonna skip news? Huh? I said, are we skipping news? Well, we'll come back to news. Okay, if we have time. If we have time. Because I think it's really important for us to, because we have a bad habit of, of not making it through our. Uh, oh yes, we do. Our topic, Alex. <laughs> hey, just because I, what are you like moving a couch? No, I just moved my <laughs> computer. <laughs> but thank you. I did just recently purchase a new couch. Oh, well, oh that's uh, you're welcome. You said I guess. That. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. Issue. So our our main issue of the week is is religion and games. And like I said before, I think it's pretty interesting that we've all played um, different kinds of games for this week. Um, thinking about for thinking about this week, games that were specifically um, religious in nature and meant to be such, um, or anti-religious in the in the uh, in the yeah. in the case of Alex. Um, and oh, then, you didn't call me the Antichrist. I started to, but then I said I wasn't going to do it. But I can. Um, and, <laughs> and then mainstream games that have religious elements. And I think that there's, you know, pretty interesting stuff going on, right? Um, and I think one of the... I think that, for me anyway, um, the games that are religious in nature that are, are meant to be kind of games they're kind of i guess the the response to um the response to parents who want video games for their kids that you know that have some element of religion they're kind of like edutainment games yeah they're like wholesome um, they're like godutainment games um <laughs> but they <laughs> But the ones that I wheel play, of Bible verses, right? Wheel of Bible verses, wheel of Bible verses, the Bible, um, the Bible online, the MMO, um, even the Left Behind games. I think that for me, anyway, most of those games are are a lot like edutainment games. They're you know neither they're neither edu- educational or or entertaining, and in the case of the the biblical ones, they're, they're neither, you know, they're neither very <clears throat> religious or neither very Christian nor very, uh, entertaining. Um, it was like the left behind games, which, you know, where you had to like, where you like killing demons or something, 
and, and killing evil folks. But but basically, what it was it was like it was a I don't know if anybody ever played them or saw or saw any of the gameplay. But they were basically first person shooters where instead of like you ran around screaming for the horde or die, you stupid son of a bitch was like in the name of God as you like killed somebody <laughs> with a headshot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah, it's like you know what? What is that? So you I'm just like I am holding. I'm, I don't want everybody's respect for holding back all my religious jokes, but please continue. <laughs> no, no, please continue. She's like, just don't hold back. We will not be offended. Um, mm-hmm. But I, <laughs> you do go to church. <laughs> I do go to church, but I'm not offended. I'm I know. I know. Offended. I'm just teasing. Well, not to cut anybody off, but I mean, I, I was thinking when you said gadgetainment games. Well, I mean, religion and games is a broad category. I mean, I think right now we're kind of addressing Christian Christian video games, right? I mean, because I bought my mom, you know, she's very religious and she likes to play video games. And so I bought her this one called like Bible Trivia or something. It was like the Bible games or something. And it had Bible, easy Bible questions, you know. And um, it was just sort of a Jeopardy, and you were these little cartoon, like almost like me's. And it was really lame. <laughs> it's like really lame. Uh, but she thought it was okay, and then she went back to playing her, you know, Donald Duck in the Lego games. You know, like she even she lost interest in this thing. You know, um, and like we said, you know, we played the David and Goliath thing, and then you know, there's there's I saw tons of times. What would Jesus play? You know, would Jesus play this video game? Or, you know, this and that. And uh, yeah, Christian the Christian video games lack. Right yeah. now, I don't I don't know that we have any Muslim games per se. I mean, that's trickier because of the restrictions on what can be represented and what can't. Right. Um. Jewish games. I don't know if there's any of those out there, but I mean, in terms of religion in games, there's tons. It's um, it's in it's in almost every major game you play. Yeah, there's always the the uh, religions that the people who make the game like make up. Uh, there's that list of like the ten coolest religion in games, and they had like the Command and Conquer on there, and uh, and I don't remember what else is on there, but there's a whole bunch of uh, ones on there. I was I was just going to say quickly about what you're saying is that I found this cool article on Ars Technica about uh, it's about religion and games in general, but there's a section about um, a game that came, it was a little big planet came out and they had uh, music in the background and they had words in it and the words were from the Quran and um, that's against that's against the Muslim religion to put music to the Quran, I guess or something. So anyway, so there was this uh, so there's some people told them, told the makers of the game that, and uh, they they uh, they took it out, right? Like, they were like, we had no idea, you know, we're really sorry, we bought this music from some developer or whatever, mm-hmm. they felt awful about it. Um, and then the, uh, I think it's the American Muslim, um, I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, anyway, like the, the uh, uh, American Islamic Forum for Democracy, um, came out against the people who complained saying that um, saying that it's for Muslims trying to get freedom of expression and freedom of religion turning around and asking um, other people's other people's freedoms of representation or whatever to be restricted is um, 
is the wrong thing to do and it's hurting the the Muslim religion and it's hurting Muslim people and all sorts of stuff like that. So that it was really interesting. There was like a big controversy about whether or not they should request that um, things that are offensive to them be taken out of video games or not. So I don't know. Yeah. Might be a different conversation because it's uh, about politics, but I thought it was sort of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The the list of the top ten uh, cool religions in video games is actually um, on Game Facts uh, on, on the Game Spot site, and we'll make sure we uh, post a, a link to it in the show notes for today. But you know, I mean, I think it's pretty interesting because you know, aside from um, aside from kind of the gadgetainment games, yeah, th- there's like religion in all and in or religious elements. I think in a good number of all of the mainstream games um, and stuff that we don't think about, right? Um, should we, should we go through this list a little bit? This list is pretty cool. Yeah, I found. I think that's one I found, and, and I thought. This it, it lists because ones you didn't necessarily think about, you know. Right? You don't think about them as religions, right? Or, yeah, or, yeah, and it is. Like in you know? God of War, you don't think about all the Greek mythology and in right. Dante's Inferno. You don't really even think about how this is like an alternative version of Christian Christianity, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Or um. Well, black and white, you know. I mean that that mm-hmm. you are the god. That's right. right. <laughs> and then they mentioned the Silent Hill series. Well, absolutely, there's a cult, you know, a very dark cult. Right. And oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you've ever played Dead Space, they talk about unitology and, and uh-huh. Dead Space and unitology is, you know, Scientology. Um, <laughs> there was um, Ormus in Xenosaga series. Um, That's right. the first cho- The first church of LeChuck, Orthodox, uh, in Escape from Monkey Island. Um, there was uh, the Church of the Children of Adam in Fallout 3. Which I totally and completely fall about, forgot about. Um, the Brotherhood of Nod and Command and Conquer. The, like I said, you being the god in black and white. Um, the Mythic Dawn. Yes, good gracious. And mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls um, for, uh, for Oblivion, of course. Um, and uh, the Order in Silent Hill. I yeah. mean, so these are, are very kind of real representations of different you know, representations, uh, adaptions, misrepresentations, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, Different takes. Well, Different yeah, takes. and I think I think in some cases comments upon. Yeah, you know, like with, sure. just, with Silent Hill, I mean, the people that are perceived as part of the cult, you know, they're very, ze- they're zealots. And, you know, you, get, you can almost see a critique. You know what I mean? Like, it's I think dangerous. Some, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sometimes it's that's the undercurrent. But you know, like even my game, I was playing Okami. I mean, like I'm a god. I'm the little wolf god. You know, and then you know, bringing me to life, and then I have another sort of higher spiritual thing that's, that's guiding me around. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was like suddenly when I was playing games, I was a lot more aware. You know, I played the game. I played a game where I was the flying spaghetti monster today. Awesome. So that was pretty fun. You were flying spaghetti monster? Yeah, it's the religion from... Uh, actually, I don't know if it's from South Park or South Park. just picks it up. Um, anyway, it's the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. It's like a church that started to kind of make fun of religion. Um, anyway, so I found this website 
it was this was all the anti-religion games that I found was on this one site, all these flash games. But it was pretty cool. You so you're a flying spaghetti monster and you go around and with your tentacles of spaghetti you try and zap people into holding guns to be your recruiters. Sort of a critique nice. on yeah. Anywho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I mean, um I mean even some of the the, the more recent ones um and and i thought was really interesting um i played um i guess a lot of them i written a list of of some of the ones that kind of stood out to me most um but um dragon quest 9 was probably one of the more surprising ones for me Mm. um say more well, in Dragon Quest Nine, I don't know if you've ever played it. If you ever played Dragon Quest Nine, mm-hmm. um, you start out and you are a um, kind of a guardian angel, and then the and the the attitude is interesting. The, the way that it gets portrayed, the attitude of the guardian angels toward the people that they're supposed to be guardians of. It's basically like, yeah, these stupid living people, uh, these stupid humans, they're, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that, you know, and it's really kind of a condescending, um, it was kind of a condescending attitude and it's kind of the traditional jerky Christian attitude. Interesting. um, Which is, you know, kind of, it's kind of like they become the, they become the personification of Christianity. Um, And then, of course, basically heaven explodes <laughs> and everybody <laughs> and everybody falls to earth um and all of the guardian angels uh, you know they don't know who they are they've lost their they've lost their powers they've lost their memories and now it's like you know it's it's the ultimate fall from grace and it's pretty interesting um because then they have to redeem themselves and that's where the journey starts and I think it's, it's interesting. pretty interesting um, for a number of reasons because I was like, yeah, and they made it really easy to kind of like, it's like, God, I hate those angels. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, it is the same take on, I mean, and, and Alex, you said earlier you weren't going to tell your, you weren't going to tell your jokes about, you know, about religion or Christians or Christianity. I mean, I got the same jokes. I mean, because no, I know it's the the quote unquote, I'm using scare quotes, Christians that we hear about most that are the ones that you really don't want a damn thing to do with. Yeah. You know, because those are the most judgmental ones. The ones that do think that everybody that they're supposed to be quote unquote looking over is stupid and not deserving and a waste Mm -hmm. of your fucking time. Well, unless you worship in their particular fashion, you're not worthy at all. You know what I mean? It's the joke that only Baptists thinks they're going think they're going to heaven. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, everyone. But it reminds me of this quote I found from the Pope that I threw in the Google oh, yeah. Doc. Yeah. Any trend to produce programs and products, including animated films and video games, which in the name of entertainment exalt violence and portray antisocial behavior or trivialization of human sexuality, is a perversion. Come on, <laughs> right? Isn't that everything on TV? I mean, it's. Well, I'm just asking. Well, I mean, if 
<laughs> well, for that matter, we could put the Bible on that list because there's violence in the Bible. I mean, they're chopping off heads, they're violence. dissecting people, they're there's violence, raping. There's incest, they're rape. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, and that was one of the big questions about that um, when um, the Bible MMO was mm-hmm. supposed to be coming out, right? And I was like, kind of anxious to see how they were going to pull that off. I was like, is this going to be another one of those left behind series where you're chopping off people's heads or like killing people and then you just scream out in the name of God and it makes it okay? Um, well, that's exactly right. <laughs> I have a super funny, not really related story that I can tell in response to that. Okay. So I'm happy. I'm not going to let you guys give me the opportunity to say, I'm not going to give you the opportunity to say, no, I'm just going to tell it. Okay. So I'm at the grocery store and this girl, um, probably like 14 is walking around loudly singing songs about Jesus, like really loudly. Um, and she's just walking around the whole store singing these songs about Jesus. And, um, I'm like, you know, I just sort of ignore her, whatever. And um, now that I'm like rethinking this story, it might not be funny at all. Oh, but that's okay. I'll tell it anyway. So um, I'm I'm checking out, and there's a girl who works there, who works at Payless, who is checking out also. And this young girl goes up to her and says, um, "Do you want to come to a something something church thing tonight with me?" And this woman goes, um, "No." I'm an atheist. Oh. <laughs> and this girl's like, she's like, really? Because it would be really fun and you can learn about Jesus. And then the mom of this girl, obviously the mom comes up and I thought she was going to be like, listen, you know, like, like leave her alone, you know, leave this woman alone and like usher her away. And she goes, really? You don't want to come with? There's free food. You don't have to, you know, believe anything. You can just come there and share in the love of Christ. Mm. I thought but that was in quite order funny. to share in the love of Christ, don't you have to believe in the love of Christ? <laughs> I know, I know. It was just so. I was just like totally dumbfounded. Like it was just wow. Yeah, I was anyway. It was more funny in my head before I told. No, you. I mean it's pretty interesting. You know, I mean I, I've you know seen and heard, you know, many different things. You know, even from uh, you know kids who who say, well, you know. My youth group went to the beach and we saw these we saw these queer kids and we were trying to tell them, you know, we were trying to tell them all about Jesus and how they were going to hell. And I'm like, yeah, oh you thought that was a good way <laughs> to right. actually get people to come to your youth group meeting. You just judge them into being on your side, right? Right. Oh, jeez. Well, it's like Samantha said, though. I mean, I remember going to the county fair in my in my town and they always you go by certain tents, you know. And there was this church that had a tent, and they're like, "Do you want? Do you know about Jesus? You need to have Jesus in your life. Are you saved? You know." And I just remember, and I, and I, you know, was was very religious, but this person completely turned me off. That I sound, you know, I came off like an atheist. You know, I'm like, no, you know, I don't care. You know, get away from me. And yeah, yeah it's that mentality that yeah makes everybody look like weird zealots, but. But to bring it back to the games, though, is the games are so interesting because, like, obviously the people that make them, at least the the popular, like the like the COTS games and stuff, um, the more popular COTS games, like they like the the people who make them are obviously really aware of the stuff the stuff happening, like these controversial religious practices and and hi- religious history and things like that, because you see them play on 
some of these um, stereotypes or sort of negative portrayals or or even positive portrayals of different religions. Right. That's that's kind of fascinating. There's like a root up. I mean, you'd think that they would be able to create like one decent female protagonist with all the levels of religion that they have going into these games, but whatever. Well, that's so, here, there, I think I one of the interesting things, and this is, I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier when I was playing the demo for, for El Shaddai. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> One of the interesting things is when they were was kind of the tutorial level when they're like, okay, here's how you play the game, um, and and they don't say and like this is a, this is gonna be a mainstream game. Like I said, there's a demo for it on on Xbox Live, right? Uh-huh. Um, but <clears throat> when they talk about you know you know fighting the bad guys, right? Um, in this, it's you don't kill people. You purify them. Oh, interesting. And um, the more you, the more people you purify, um, the more tainted your weapon becomes. So then you have to purify your weapon. And Mm. yeah. And then when you purify these people, they kind of disappear. I was going to say, is this like a 1984 plan, you know, like the Ministry of Love is like where they torture you? I mean, what, are you purifying them with a sword? Yes, you are. You're purifying okay. them with a series of weapons. Wow. Um, it, it, I find that troublesome. You, you purify these people, or these aliens or demons or whatever the hell they're of. Um, you purify them, and um, once they're purified, they disappear in a poof of smoke. And in a very Highlander, there can be only one. I've killed another. I've killed another immortal way. Their soul comes into your body in these orange orbs of light. That is weird. That is crazy as hell. <laughs> That's creepy. I make think of that movie Frailty, where the guy was killing people because he was supposed to. You know, what I mean, yuck. Oh yeah. Purifying is synonymous with like chopping down. I don't know. Well, you got to kill him to purify him. I know. <laughs> It's very interesting. So, it, it, and the only thing I could think of is like every time I purified somebody, I wanted to scream in the name of God, like the Left Behind series. <laughs> in the name horrible. of God. It wow. Is, and I was like, really? I was like, really? I was like, this is actually going to be like release. This is going to be a real game kind of thing. And I'm like, I, I'm really anxious to see. Um, I'm really anxious to see reviews of the actual game. I've seen people, you know, there's been a couple of things where people have talked about the demo online. And, you know, maybe, uh-huh. the, maybe the game will be different. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to judge. That sounded hopeful and skeptical all at once. It did. <laughs> I, I'm not hopeful at all. Yeah. I mean, suppose I, more skeptical. I think that you know there are elements of there are elements of of religion in 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 most cots games, and I think if if you know parents or people or Sunday schools or religious groups or whoever or just religious folk in general want to talk about religion in games, uh-huh. I mean I think it's more productive to just talk about religion in cots games than it is to try to create these games that are religious in, in nature because they have, you know, failed so miserably that they either become wheel of Bible verses 
<laughs> or you Which know, I played. you're purifying folks with swords and collecting souls or whatever the hell you're supposed to be collecting. Uh, well, I wonder though if if it, because there's such a strong resistance to COTS games from religious um, leaders that that's one of the reasons that people are resistant to talking about, or at least you know people who would would uh, be interested in looking at Christianity in popular games are like already predisposed to thinking that that's not the place to go to look at it. You know, the popular games at yeah, least. It, you're right. I mean, you have to be very careful. You know what I mean when you're talking of when you're talking about dealing with especially other people's kids. Oh, totally. Um, so I kind of understand, but I don't see, I wouldn't have any problem, you know, if I were like, uh, I don't know, like a Sunday school teacher or something of teens to have them like all play Dragon Quest nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and have yeah. them think about, you know, what that says about, you know, Christians and Christianity and what people perceive as being, Christianity and what people perceive as being Christian, and I mean that is the same. That's a as, smart idea. It's the same as any other thing that we've talked about when we've talked about how to use games in an educational context. That's it's right. It's not about making educate quote unquote educational games, but it's about thinking about commercial games rhetorically. Right? Well, and it's it's not about like looking at at Dragon Age and saying look at the messages it's trying to teach you or look at what it's trying to indoctrinate you as, but looking at it as, like you said, as like a rhetorical um, artifact and saying like, what is this saying? What culture is this uh, arising from? And then if you were in a, like a religion class, how do you respond on to this type of, you know, criticism or portrayal or whatever, or how does this idea fit into your own beliefs? Right. Like, that would be a fruitful discussion, I think. I, I think so, too. You know, or even in, you know, um, and Extra Credit has this, I don't know if you had a chance to write that really great episode they did on religion in games. Oh, um, where they talk about, you know, Mass Effect 2 is a perfect example where you really have this option of um, you either do or you don't wipe out an entire race slash religion of people. Or wipe out, wipe out an entire race of people ba- because of their religious beliefs. Oh, that's um, really interesting. I mean, so or, or like Civ, Civ Five too. You can, uh, and not Civ Five. Actually, they took it out. But in Civ Four, um, people would start wars with you because of your religion. Um, like either convert to monotheism, or we're going to start a war with you. That type of thing. So yeah. that's sort of interesting too. Yeah, they took well, that out in Civ Five though, but. Yeah, I was saying that even if a game, like you said, Samantha, if it doesn't expressly address any kind of religion, you still will see, you're still a good guy, per se, fighting a bad guy. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean, you, you do see certain undertones, undercurrents, you know, these values that are still cropping up in games. Light versus dark. Exactly. And that that's a big motif in a lot of games. Even if you are anti-hero, you're still somehow redeem yourself it seems in the end but they have been playing with that lately like with fable yeah. stuff like that um should we answer our question yeah i think we got a great question um and i'll read it oh okay our question this is our first question this is right? our first question um send us more questions <clears throat> it's our first email question uh-huh. and it comes from patricia sullivan and oh. the question is yeah. Um, 
do female characters display more of the trappings of practicing religion than male ones do? I'm wondering because most games I see, and you know I don't play video games, seem to portray women as pinups. That seems at odds with religious poses, but this contradiction also seems to coexist in other media. And I think that's a great question. Um, and and I'll let you guys kind of touch upon it, you know, throw your answers out there and then we'll talk more about it. I think it's pretty interesting. So what do you think? Well, I mean, I guess I, because I was just playing it, I I guess I, what did I, what's the question? Do, do women show more of a leaning towards religion? Do women, do female characters display more of the trappings of practicing religion than male ones do? Hmm. See, and I don't think so. I think it's even. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, uh, the game I was playing, you know, the, I guess they are female. But, I mean, in, in almost all games, you've got wizards, sorceresses. I mean, I don't know that I, maybe I don't play games of a certain type enough. Because I would think in fantasy games, don't you have a lot of male characters that are religious? And I mean, like, Oblivion and uh, Assassin's Creed. and. Oh, yeah. Well, I definitely think, like you were mentioning earlier, priestesses and deities and things like that. There are a lot of, like, of, like, the oracle type. Not necessarily, not necessarily Christian. In fact, I think very much not Christian. More pagan, I think. More pagan. um, I I think that women often play that sort of role in games. I would say maybe more so than men. It's certainly not like a, not like the the pinups versus hero type thing. No. But uh but I th- I think that women often play that sort of oracle role, Sam. I'm gonna throw up play devil's advocate and say, okay, it may be even in terms of them having these religious roles, right? Mm-hmm. Even when you're talking about, you know, RPGs where you can choose to be, you know, a cleric or you can choose to be yeah. a priestess or a priest or sorcerer or sorceress, right, whatever the religion is but I, the question, the question, the, real, the way that I thought about the question was not not just inhabiting the roles, but the trappings of the roles. Right. Because right. oftentimes it's the male characters, especially when you start thinking about Oblivion and you start thinking about Assassin's Creed, you start thinking about the other games. It's the male characters that go out and kill in the name of that religion. Mm-hmm. But the women don't. No, they're sort of at their at their monastery or whatever they they are are the the protectors of the religion they are the personification Mm -hmm. of the religion they are they are the they are uh, in many cases all that is supposed to be good about the religion well that's right that's right i never thought of like that well but i'm going to throw something else out i think don't you depending on the game is developed in the east or the west because you can play a lot of games that come out of japan right and you'll have an evil Mm -hmm. goddess or an evil like an evil witch that is somehow, you know, and you have to fight against her. So they're not necessarily always the positive carriers of the religion or personifications. They're also the negative. You know what I mean? That's you, true. you have objective, Sarah. I'm going to argue well, that. Well, no, no, I, I agree with that, but I mean, like the antagonist, I, think, I guess I would say. But what I'm, but if you, but if you think about, if you, if we are not equating religion with Christianity, and equating right. with religion with individual religious beliefs, then in what they do, they are still protecting their religion. Do you understand what I mean? 
So they may be, yeah. they may be the antagonist to the character that you are playing, but they are definitely the good guy on their own side. Was any evil character, you know, as any evil character would be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm thinking like one game that's coming to my mind is an old school one, Ico, you know, and it's, it's the, the witch, the all powerful witch that's like, you know, causing all the problems. Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking about how we do portray it. Just do our Western games do anything different than Eastern developed games in terms of that kind of male, female. Well, I don't Western, know. I, mean, I guess Western games do the same thing that, that games in other cultures do is they automatically portray the dominant religion on, you know, on that continent as the good guys. That's and right. anything that is counter to it is the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, we, we see it happen all the time. I mean, if we think about any of the, any of our, any of our kind of contemporary war games, mm-hmm. right? Um, religion is not specifically spoken, but, you know, the swarthy people from the sandy regions <laughs> are always the bad guys, right? Um, What's interesting with that, too, is that often women don't get portrayed at all in that scenario. Right. 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 Like, I'm thinking of even first-person shooters where women, you know, really... Religion may be a factor, but religion women just don't don't don't, don't, don't exist in that world, right? On Especially because if it's a religion that right, 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 either on either side. side, absolutely. Uh-huh. And I think it's pretty interesting because, uh, and I have to tell you about some of these characters in El Shaddai. Because yeah, that game. You know, I, I'm going to end up like, I'm going to end up like, if not buying it, I'm going to definitely end up renting it because I'm going to have to play through. Um, the entire thing. Hold on a second. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have Enoch, who is the character that you play as. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then we have the very sexy, swarthy, dark-haired, <laughs> you know, black bolero shirt. Oh, dear. Tight, low-cut pants with the six-pack hanging out. Yeah. Um, Lucifer. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Lucifer. I wonder who he's patterned after. Right. Probably Jesus. <laughs> Antichrist would say that. Um, but uh, the interesting thing about Lucifer, Lucifer, that's funny, Lucifer fell, Lucifer, uh, is. Um, oh, I didn't even catch that. I didn't either. Oh, see? She's wise. Um, yeah. This is, this. the game seemingly happens before the fall. Oh, yeah, you okay. still see yeah. that he has the, this this darkness, right? Um, and then in terms of women, there's um, there's this little girl that you see early on who's kind of guiding Enoch through. So she's innocent, you know, she's all innocent and she's she's blind. Cause, oh, um, that's metaphoric. Yeah, that's metaphoric. Hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and she's kind of guiding Enoch. Oh, good gravy! I keep doing that again. Um, and she's got a guy in Enoch. And then there is, um, and I thought this was really interesting, um, Ezekiel. Oh. Right? Except, Ezekiel is a woman. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel is a woman. And yeah. she's a fallen angel who is attracted to motherly and familial love. 
which is pretty interesting. So she wears, you know, she wears black like Lucifer. And then Mm -hmm. there is um, Serial, who is male, uh, but is very effeminate, um, who's very attracted to love between a man and a woman. So we have all these interesting kind of angel characters, um, and they're they're fallen, and it's all about love. Um, and and all these souls are souls of the beloved, and um, I wonder if they're patterning it at least at the beginning off of the the circles because I know the first or whatever second circle of Dante's is lust mm-hmm. so I wonder if the first fallen angels you're reading are the lust angels and then you'll move through the uh, oh, the, well. the circles as you keep going well, yeah and I was also sitting here wondering I've never read the book of Enoch right is is apocryphal right isn't it part of the apocrypha it is I, and I've never read it and it makes me curious to go look at it now and wonder if these are figures in that book well, that I'm not sure of. That's a good question. I don't because, know. Because, like I say, Enoch um, was the great-grandfather of Noah. Right. Um, He's the guy who, he didn't he didn't die. Right. So I, I had to look it up because I was trying to remember. I was like, I think I remember something about Enoch and I couldn't. Like it's, it said he walked with God and then he's taken up. God takes him, right? Right. Okay. And like I said, the, the, it was... was um, one of the, the, the non-canonical books, the one of the Apocrypha of, of you know, in, in well, in the Apocrypha, um, not in the Bible. Um, so there's all kinds of interesting stuff going hmm. on um, hmm. in terms of why they choose Enoch, right? Well, uh-huh. and it makes perfect sense because it, you seemingly can't, if you, well, I played on easy because they said if you're interested in the story, play on easy. That would be me. Uh-huh. And you, you can't die, right? Because whenever you die... It brings you back and says, and this voice from above comes and says, it's not yet your time to die. Um, <laughs> I have got to check this out. So you, you can't die. So you have basically Enoch and Lucifer working together <laughs> against hmm. all of these fallen angels who are um, interested in love in some way. The love between a man and a woman. Um, and I find it interesting that Ezekiel is is one a woman and a black woman. Huh. Um, Ezekiel is a black woman who is interested in motherly and familial love. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's this other, and you even play this boss. Um, it's Azazel. Who is yes. That's another angel. name for Satan, right? Who's another? Yeah, who's another fallen angel that you actually play in the demo, even. But he, in the game, he is posited as the fallen angel who is attracted to the infinite possibilities of human evolution. Wow. Well, that wow. would be consistent. Yeah, it I says he's the angel in that movie, Fallen. I think. Well, and <laughs> yes, he is, Alex. Um, and on as much as we can trust Wikipedia, what they say about the game is it, it supposedly is inspired by the biblical book of Enoch. So, uh, so that it might have a connection there. Interesting. 
So it, it's pretty interesting. So you, you, like I said, you, you have these bosses that you fight who are the angels themselves. And then you have these demon, demon like characters that you fight along the way that are like Ezek A, Ezek B, Ezek C, who are the minions of, cause maybe Alex is Ezekiel, but, um, who are the minions of Ezekiel. So they Smiles get, is a minion. <laughs> so they get called Ezek A, Ezek B. Um, <laughs> And, you know, so they, they're the minions of that you're fighting along the way until you get to the bosses. Ah. It, it's really interesting. I think, like I said, the one of the most interesting things to me is that the fallen angels are the ones that are attributed to love. Either love between a man and a woman. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, that, maybe that gets translated as lust. Or familial and motherly love. Right. I mean, and what is that saying? But then, you know, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and that's one of the one of the things that that often gets said, you know, that that, you know, and in the Bible and in a lot of churches is that you must love God above all above all else. Mm -hmm. Which includes your family. That's very interesting. Right. So maybe, you know, and I was trying to figure out why. You know why these why these angels were fallen, um, and and these angels seem to be obsessed with familial love, motherly love, um, you know, male female heterosexual heterosexual love definitely. Um, yeah, is it because these things often do in people's minds take the forefront of you know take the forefront and say I love my children, I love my wife, I love my husband above all above all else. I mean, so there's all kinds of interesting things at play here, right? There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Uh, I gotta ponder that. I'm gonna have to check that out. You said it was on Xbox Live, right? Yeah, it's on Xbox Live. It's El Shaddai. And um, Enoch Enoch gets to wear... um, It's very interesting. His costume is very interesting. He's wearing wearing the sexy black jeans, too. But he's, he's much more buff. And Lucifer, who is very um, metrosexual and very thin, of very, course. very um, kind of oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I oh, I see him. Um, he's very blah, gender neutral almost. Um, yeah. Enoch is very much the man. Uh, very buff in his little low cut black jeans and 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 these white chapsy kind of things he's wearing. <laughs> oh, there's and he's human. He is not just of him. Barney and uh, how? Yeah. Huh? What? What did you say, Alex? Oh, I said to see like Barney and and How I Met Your Mother. Oh, he's like very clean and kind of metrosexual. I don't know. He looks more like Brian on Queer as Folk to me. He, that's exactly what he looks <laughs> like Brian on Queer as Folk. Um, and you can see, I, one thing I know, this is from the makers of my little Okami game and um, Devil May Cry. We didn't even mention that with religion, Devil May Cry. But yeah. uh, he looks almost like that, av- you know, that same avatar, only with blonde hair instead of white. You know, I mean, he's got that same interesting kind yeah, of yeah. look. Except he's, he's a bit more buff. He's a bit he is more a bit more buff, buff yeah. The fallen angels are about love. So, what are the other angels about? I wonder. Well, the other angel, 
the other angel that I've, the only other angel that I've seen um, is the Archangel Lucifer. Okay. But he's not yet fallen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is actually like support staff for Enoch. Right. Right. And Enoch is human. But he's, you know, fighting the, uh, he's fighting all the fallen angels. Hmm. I think that game is going to be really interesting to say the very least. I think it'd be fun to just try to kind of check it out. I'm hoping it ends up in Redbox. Um, or maybe I'll just get it from, uh, maybe it'd be I'll fun to play that and then do like a follow-up episode in a couple months, you know? Yeah. Cause it seems like there's a lot to dig out in there. Oh yeah. But you'd actually have to make it through. Well, I can. I I can. I got through L.A. Noir. Well, you cheat. Oh, <laughs> well, just keep throwing that. You know, you go straight to hell if you cheat faces. on a Bible game. That's it. If one of us is going to hell, it's not me anymore. It's uh, I okay then. It's the worst sin I can commit. That is the worst. Um, so, I mean, I think that's interesting, and, and I think that, you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said for how women are portrayed. To go back to, to kind of our email question, is that I think women get portrayed differently. While they may get portrayed, you know, as religious characters, you know, in equal amounts of the time, I think the role that they play as religious yeah. characters. Yeah, I think they, you're, I think you're. They are very much support staff. They do not carry the message in their swords. That's right. They're not the smiters who smote. Right. Which I think is pretty interesting. Because I mean, if you think about it, even if you choose kind of sorceresses or um, clerics or when you're playing RPGs, you know, they are oftentimes healers and um, they 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 don't have you know they've got you know they've got low DP um, you know they don't do much damage they can't take much damage um, they're there for for casting spells to heal or you know doing some such thing and it is often the, the female characters that even if even if you have the choice of choosing between a man and a woman when they show you the default is a female character. Mm-hmm. That's been, you know, that's my take on it anyway. I might be wrong. No, I don't know. I think you're definitely uh, on to something. I don't think yeah. Sarah believes me. Well, I'm still kind of hanging out there. I don't know. I don't know, you know. I, I, Maybe we can I, all play this game and then... And re regroup on that. I, I still, I don't know. I, I, I can think of exceptions. Of course, you can think of exceptions to every everything so yeah interesting interesting it's a good question that was a really good question yeah we need more yeah we need more strong questions like that Mm -hmm. but can you expect anything left from pat she always has good questions no yes she (laughs) certainly does (laughs) yes she certainly does well we're out of time we are about out of time um I think we'll skip some news stuff for this week, but go, um, 
Can I? I just want to have one news. Okay, uh, you got one. Google news. Science Fair one top three women. So I'll, I'll I like to throw that out there. That, that was kind of my happy news of the week. Yeah. Yeah. You want to put nice. that in a complete sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I was pretending to understand it, Samantha. Nice. Oh, that reminds me. I actually had one more thing that I wanted to talk about you. Um, Apparently, I'm just going to ignore your call for uh, not doing the news. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, Um, that's cool. Whatever. Let me pull up the official. uh, Let me pull up the official thing here so that I can give it to you in a more appropriate format. So the Google has their uh, their science fair. I can't find it now. What the hell? Um, and uh, it was won by three women. Now I can't remember if first place was three women or if um, all uh, the top three places were all won by women. I think it's the top three places in their big science fair, science technology fair thing were all won by by women. Wow, so I was really excited deal. about that. Yeah, good deal. Hold on, I'm Googling it. Can you hear me typing? Yeah, really loudly. Girl Thanks. power. Three young women crowned winners of Google Science Fair. Anyway. That's cool. I thought that was pretty sweet. And then um, also MIT is coming out with a new type of um, AI that's supposed to be able to play. So I keep your eyes open for that to announce that. Um, okay, you so just that's totally sort of exciting. Also, rumor you're yeah, going to be did. able to play your. Hey, <laughs> that was did I have that? Alex? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, we couldn't for a minute. You totally cut out. You were like MIT, blah blah blah, and then you went dead silent. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I was saying is MIT came out with a new type of AI that is supposed that supposedly can play, like actually play. So neat. I, I, I think so. Keep your eye open for that. And also, my last thing, a rumor that you're going to be able to play your Xbox 360 games on your PC pretty soon. Oh. Yep. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you found good news, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. So that's all. I'm sorry. That would be almost enough to make me go with a Windows machine. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Except I have a 360. Huh. Yeah, but just for the principle of it. On well, Windows. Anywho, that's all. Anywho. All right, so um, what about any deals of the week? I think um, I actually got an interesting text message from Best Buy that they had buy two, get one free on video games. Yeah, I know I get text messages from Best Buy because, you know, it feeds my it feeds my addiction. <laughs> Um, yeah, buy two games, get the third one free. Sale ends like, on the uh, sale ends on the sixteenth. The Steam deals are kind of lame. Well, they just had like that, you know, that summer yeah. super duper games, and I avoided it at all costs. Even though now I'm about to go buy Steam games, I probably should have bought so because they were like fifty, probably like fifty cents last week when they were doing the sales. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Um, yeah, so they got they got some lame deals, so I wouldn't check that out. I gotta check out this El Shaddai on my Xbox. Live. Yeah. Check out the El Shaddai. 
And yeah. check out some of those indie games on Steam. Um, and, and Alex and I were talking about that. I was like, uh, she said it. She said the same thing I said. And I've been trying to play more indie games. Um, but there are some awesome indie games out there that really kind of just get thrown to the side. That I think we need to spend more time playing. Yeah. We might have lost Alex. We may have. It says there's a problem with this call, so I think I think we may have lost her. I think this perfectly fits episode twelve point five. <laughs> she's cut out on us. Yeah, she's she's gone. She's gone. Well, well, <laughs> that's perfect timing. We'll pray for her. <laughs> she just sent me a text that said I got cut off. <laughs> we know. Oh, she said, "Say bye for me." So, oh, we will. I guess that that brings us to the end of episode twelve point five. With the fitting end, yes. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> on behalf of Alex Lane and myself, Samantha Blackman and uh, Sarah White, yes. um, we would like to say thanks for listening. Um, please send us email at nymgamer.com um, or visit us on Facebook, uh, our NYM Gamer page, um, or always visit our blog at nymgamer.com. Um, send us questions, uh, send us uh, kind of video, I mean, video or audio questions as well to email. Yeah. Um, we'd be glad to have them um, and we'll read your questions and try to answer them as best we can um, on our next show um, who's uh, which the topic of has not yet been decided so we'll make sure we <laughs> post that um, you can also follow us on Twitter at NYM at NYM Gamer uh, so until yeah. next time folks uh, thanks for joining us um, and we look forward to hearing from you uh, happy gaming. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>